Right, let's yeah, let's let's start with the Euros. So, um, JLC, <laughs> I know you're mad excited. Beth, um, how are you feeling about a home Euros? Euros, I thought you meant the men's Euros. I was like, why? What you thought I meant last year's? It was like candy. <laughs> I saw it on Facebook. Like, you thought I meant this year's Euros 2020 for like, what's going on? Men's uh, yeah, yeah. Do you, to, do you want me to open it again? So, yeah. yeah, let's do that again. All right, so we have a women's Euros at home in the summer. Jay, we spoke about it. You're super excited. Beth, how, how are you feeling about it? Are you, are you looking forward to it? Joe, I've not. I've stopped watching women's football, like... I should watch it more. Um, I know Jay, like, I absolutely love it. Like, Jay's passion to talk women's football is <laughs> insane. Um, and I know like, I'm looking forward to going to, like, watch them because uh, I think they're playing at, is it Old Trafford? Or... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, definitely, I will go down and watch it. I did watch um, United versus Chelsea. Uh, was it United versus Chelsea the other the other week at, at Lee Sports Village. So I prefer to watch football now, like in person. Mm. When I used, it used to be so different, I used to prefer to watch it on telly, but now I actually prefer it. But it's exciting and I hope that it drums up more um, publicity and um, people that haven't really got into women's football before have access to... Mm. So I just hope that it's treated similar to the men's. Obviously, it's not going to be as like... But I, I hope that like the the feeling of the men's Euros will then translate into like the spirit of supporting England at the women's. I feel like the same as you a bit. I think watching women's football live is much better than watching it on TV. Um yeah. I just think like the crowd's so much friendlier, like players waiting after the game. We were speaking about last week, like the players waiting after and taking pictures and signing stuff. I think like that's so mental, like, and this is going to sound like ridiculous, but I went to a PSG game um, last week, and the amount of people running on the pitch to like be near Neymar, be near Mbappe, like try get a shirt. I think, bro, this is mental, and like little kids doing it as well. I'm like, how can you send your little kid on to go get like Messi shirt, and like it's like you're literally risking prison time or like a banning from the games, mm. and it's just like. And all they'd have to do, like, really is, okay, we'll just stay for 15 minutes after the game and we'll stand on the side and take a few pictures. And that would, like, people would be so happy. So I think, like, that with the women's game, so mental. And I think, like, in the Euros, a lot of people who aren't, who aren't maybe, like, really into it and it's just like, oh, it's it's close, it's football, it's down the road, let's go to it, are going to be like, oh, you know what, like, I actually love this. And, like... Women are a lot more, it, like, women's football's a lot more personable, like, we're a lot more approachable, we're a lot more, um, we're seen more as humans, we're not put so much on that pedestal, which can be a good and a bad thing, but we're not put on that pedestal where it's, like, we're unapproachable and we're, and we actually want to speak to the fans, we care about football, and I think 
we're at a time now where that that should be something that is really like pushed within women's football because that can easily get lost if there's more money that comes into the women's game and we have we start having women that are you know living like men's footballers lifestyles you could easily see it like drop down but that's something that we shouldn't lose in the women's game yeah like it's very easy I think once like the big money comes in it's so easy for that to slip away especially like not even like in terms of payments but like like interviews and stuff all of a sudden Mm. you've not got 50 minutes after the game because it's being broadcasted to 22 countries around the world so we need a piece of everyone to come do post-match I need a Spanish-speaking player I need an English-speaking player and it's just like once everyone wants a bit of the pie then it's like it's fans that get left behind like Mm. it's horrible as it is like it is and I think we saw it more during like covid and it's like okay for fans it's like we can't go to the game i had friends who were like bro like my mental health is in the bin because i can't go watch football and teams were just carrying on same as always yeah we'll just carry on going and they've got to because it's the end of the day it's a business and then more so with the what was it called um that league oh the european super league was it super league yeah oh, super league. with the super league and people were like oh like, i can't believe it <laughs> and I was like, bro, like it's a business. They want to make the money. Like, uh, yeah, it's so minuscule that what we can do, like, okay, I buy my ticket. What, what's the most you probably spend on a ticket? Fifty quid, sixty quid. I don't know what. Like, Arsenal Spurs. I know they're a bit higher, but mm. and then it's like, okay, but we can show this in Brazil and make millions. You're just like, bro, mm. bro like, it's, ne- it's never going to equate to it. <clears throat> and I think that's like a massive thing with women's football. Like, whilst it's not got that huge funding in I think people need to get on it like because then it's like you're sort of part of the come up and also like I, I've got a thing I don't like people pretending or not pretending but like tweeting players like they know them like that stresses that? me out like, doing, like tweeting like they know them so me after a game and I'd be like oh Bruno unbelievable game today bro yeah <laughs> I should be calling him Mr Fernandez because I don't know it do you know what I mean like, like it's something I don't know what it is. Something irks me. Like it pains me to see people like using terminology like that. People think that they are. It's so accessible now to like get in contact with these players and stuff. Like the people think that they are like best pals of them, just because yeah. they're on social media. Oh, but honestly, <laughs> the whole social media thing. The, the fact that people think. That you tweet a player and the players, yeah, no, nah, cheers, out, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you see, yeah. yeah, I did that for you man, today. That's all right. <laughs> you know, accounts that like you see of message like people like say it's like Ronaldo's like, can I have fifty quid for some tweets, please? Yeah. People think, and the grammar's awful. Yeah, it's beyond sick. Can I get money for recording? <laughs> but even like, I remember people like saying to me, like saying on Twitter, I've been like, oh, bro, like this, this player don't don't run his own social media and someone's going I know for a fact this person this person and this person all run their own social media (laughs) and I'm like bro trust me I know and I know the person that runs all their accounts it's the same person I've seen well there was that thing the other day weren't there with Fernandez and (laughs) Martinelli that got uploaded yeah you hate to see. Well, like, you absolutely hate to see. James Madison's got TikTok now, and you can just tell like he's fully being like forced, like because it's <laughs> for the brand. 
bless like he's fighting for his life in the group chat but he's getting that coin from uh, but people think like oh yeah like he's down with the kids like he does tiktok but it's right we're moving away from the subject now aren't we we're <laughs> Women's euros, and now we're on. That's men's. fine. We can we can bend. We can go into into. I think social. England will win, though. I, I definitely think. I think England will win the Euros because I feel we can't be shy. When Fran Kirby does a madness every single week in week out, everyone says she's world class. If you have a world class player, why are you scared going into a Euros? Beth, what's what's next for you, football wise? That's a big question. That is a big question. <laughs> Oh, um, are you just like trying to, like you're saying, are you just trying to get back to enjoying your football again now? Or, yeah, I'm getting, uh, I'm trying to get back into loving the game again. I'm trying to make a career for myself, like up to the level that I got at, I, I was deep in it and thinking that, you know, even if I did go into championship level, like I would not be on the wage that I wanted. Mm. I would still have to be working another job, but then having to travel down to like London on the weekends and, or, you know, and is that really an environment that, or is that really something that I could work towards when I could get, make a better living for myself doing other things? Um, And that's been quite like a hard, hard thing to take for myself because I love football so much and the things have just got too political for me. Mm. Um, and it's taken away from the game that I actually love and being able to play the way that I want. If I'm not in an environment that I don't feel is conducive for me to grow and get better, then instead of hanging on, I'm just going to go now, I think, for me, because I, that's what I did at my old club. I held on for too long. And it hurt me way more than I knew it was at the time until I took a step back. And now I'm like in this place where it's just like, I just, football has just become a chore for me. And it's like, that's mad because it's not even a job. You know, when mm. you get these like premiership players that are like, oh, like it's just become like really mundane and it's like a job now. Like that's my fun. That's like my pride and joy. And then for that to just go away is absolutely insane to me and I still can't wrap my head around it I still don't understand so I'd love to be playing and I'd love to be like working up higher but I've now got like a full-time job I'm not a uni student anymore like I have priorities that I need to put in place and like teaching is like really that's what I do now teaching Mm takes a lot out of you and you want to be able to just go release some steam at football but it is hard when you're just like like is it even worth it like what am I what am I working towards now like I could just go to the gym it, like it's yeah. such a bad headspace mm. to be in because I've never ever thought like this before like I'd, ugh, I'd, I don't understand it but I want to carry on working hard but then it's like what am I working for because, like I just said about a championship before, like, what am I? What am I doing this for? Before you got into a team, what would you tell yourself now from what you've learned? It sounds really like it's not it's not me, it's you kind of thing. But I did all that I could. But certain characters that you meet, 
like the reason why I've fell off from football is because of like coaches and stuff that I've encountered that we've just not clicked. And it's like, how, how, what advice can you give to that? Or what, make sure you get on with people. But then mm. that goes my value of being like honest and true. Mm. To like if someone, if I don't like the way someone's acting or, um, or how they conduct themselves as a coach, I am going to say like, but then that ruined that. I think that's what's ruined my, my chance. And it's annoying the fact that someone has had to, someone has impacted me in that way that I should be excelling, not going backwards. And the fact that a coach has done that for me is like, oh, it's, it's mad. But I think that's one of the challenges of football, it being a team sport and like such a big team sport. It is the environment. If the environment's not right for you, you'd be the best player in the world. Like how many times have you seen like huge players move to new teams and just flop? Not bad players. It's the environment. The environment's not right for them. So like not only having to like deal with that when it's like coming up against blockers, coaches, etc., and then obviously taking on working full time as well. Like it's always got it is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. I guess like for me, what I want to know is like when you were younger and you're playing football, I guess you got to try and get back there to the point like what what was you playing for when you was when you was a little kid sort of thing like when you knew like at 10 years old you know you're not you're not going to go pro in a, a game's time but you still play like you're it's not okay so you can still have this long-term plan and it's like oh but I'm still playing because I'm what I'm with my friends or I'm having fun and I remember doing it as a kid like moving teams moving from like a good team to like a worse team that's a not a word but um and it's just like just to try bring bring the fun back like like I said, after well, it was at school for me, like after a long day, I just want to go play football. I don't want to have the politics. I don't want to be thinking too much. I just want to go play the game I love. I didn't um, feel like I could be myself there. I didn't feel like I feel like in football now, like when I'm not feeling myself, like I, that really gets to me because, like I said, like that is one of my values being honest and, and when I'm not myself. I can't play as well. Like it makes sense. I can't play as well as I, as I should. If I don't feel supported, which I didn't, I can't play as as good. And now I'm in like what you said, a worse team. That's, we're gonna cut that. That's gone. <laughs> that's what I'm saying in there. Trust me, that's gone. <laughs> Just to try and get back into liking football again, but it's it's gonna take a little bit more than that. But younger me would. Younger me was working towards getting to a high level and I'm, I was at a semi-high level and I've got a taste and I've spoke to people that are obviously at a higher level and it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem appealing. Like, it just doesn't seem like it's, it's not as glamorous as what people make out. It's clicky, but that's just my experience and I don't want it to be my experience. I want to... I want this to just be a bad period of football and I want to be at an interview with someone after a match and they're like, or whatever, like, have you ever experienced a bad time in football? You know, when you hear of the greatest people that have like, yeah, out of a club and then become one of, one of the greatest footballers. Mm. That's what I want my story to be like, but it's just like, 
I need those opportunities. There's no success without adversity sort of thing. But I need those opportunities to come along for me to progress and for me to get my foot in the door. And unfortunately, I thought that that's what I had with Fylde. And unfortunately, it wasn't. It was something that actually impacted me worse. And it's like really hard to come to terms with. And but this is what I'm also saying as well in terms of goalkeeper. Like, James, we've spoke about this before, like goalkeeper coaching in the women's game is just not up to par. And then you wonder why girls are getting slagged off on BBC or, you know, when they post a highlight. Mm. It's like, who, you can't, you can't be surprised that women's goalkeeping is not up to par when the goalkeeping coaches that we have, I think I've only ever had one good goalkeeping coach. And that was when I was at Wolves. And he fully understood and I was learning so much. But since then... Like, I've not come across a goalkeeping coach that I've had at a team that has mm. really helped with my development. And this is like so much, like, this is like my prime years that I'm missing this development out, but I can't, I can't, I can't magic one out of anywhere. And the company that I work for, the goalkeeping company, um, I can get coaching from there, but that's like, I'm not getting that at a team. It, yeah, within women's football really needs to get looked at because it's just where do you think the problem starts from because I'd say England is very like if you look at the top level you could say that there is a lot of good goalkeepers like so where do you think do you think like is it a grassroots thing or like is it just a case of if you're in an academy then you will get the best and like if you're not in academy kind of you're just kind of fed to the wolves kind of thing um, I definitely do think grassroots, yes, because it's definitely me growing up. It was hard enough to get a decent outfield coach. Um, I don't know what it's like for the younger generation now, but from what I see, it's not it's not up to it's like not improved that much. Um, but especially when I was growing up, it was um, I was lucky to have a great outfield coach, but it is very much goalkeepers are still put to the side, just putting goal at training sessions, balls knocked at them because these coaches aren't qualified and goalkeeping is just such a specialist position mm. that you'll probably find that these c- coaches that have got qualifications are in academies and things like that. They're not mm. going to be working grassroots as such. Like I work for a private company of goalkeeping I don't I'm not within the grassroots um leagues or and some of the female goalkeepers that I have they say that's why they come to us because they are not receiving the ones that actually care about development they're not receiving the adequate coaching um yeah it's a bit uh a bit of a shit one <laughs> let's let's take it back to like let's go a bit Let's bring the mood up. What is what's been? Why am I, why am I so depressing? No, you're not. You're not. You're just being honest. This is the most important thing about women's football: just the truth and like the stories that so many different players have. And it's kind of like they never really get to say their stories. So I think it's really good when you can actually hear someone's story. And the thing is, it's not been like daisies and stuff, but like 
there's a lot of things that you've learned and like you're still here. And I think this is important for people out there that might be going through the exact same thing you're going through. So like to hear someone actually speak about it is like, it's going to help them massively. Especially with football. It's just the, you see the tip of the iceberg. You see mm -hmm. the professionals yeah, and that's it really. Like, and it's like, you look around and it's like, okay, what about all the, all the people who don't make it or aren't in academies and don't mm. make it through and you get like, you get the odd like feel good story and it's, oh, this person came up through non-league, but there, there's a lot of people, but it's just not widely available. Like, like Jay said, like, you're not, you're not being depressing. Like you're being very honest. Mm. And for someone else who might be going for exactly the same thing as you might think, oh, I'm the only person, like, I can't believe this is happening to me, but it's like, oh no, this, this has happened. Like, and like you said, it's not you, like, you've been in these clubs and it's like not working. It's not you, you're, you're a good player, isn't it? So it's like, okay, it's just not the right environment for me. And I think, especially in like higher end sports, higher end, higher level sports, I can't talk. And they go like, they and they do, they, and you always make it feel like, like when you leave somewhere and people go, don't go, oh, like what happened? They just think, oh, it was you. You weren't mm. good enough. And you're like, no, no, it's actually, it wasn't that at all. It might've been, Oh, I couldn't I couldn't afford the petrol to drive down there every week or my mum works weekends so we can't go to the academy and people never ask that they just see mm. that you didn't get in or you didn't you're not doing it now and they just assume failure and it's a it's a hard subject for a lot of people to talk about so it's, that's, what, that's like, what I feel like at the minute I do feel like a failure and it is frustrating because it's not so much of my performance it was the fact that these opportunities were not given to me to and I didn't feel like I was like, I, I would tell this coach that my football was hurting my mental health. And I didn't even get a message to be like, you know, like, yo, like, this is serious. Like, mm. can we speak about it? And the fact that I've just been plodding along and because I love football so much, I was trying to like, force myself to stay and just be like it will get better it will get better it will get better like that's like been me throughout my life like carry on doing it carry on pushing through and it will get better and unfortunately it just hasn't got better at the minute and I'm just hoping that it, this is just like I said before like this is just one of those periods where I'm just going through it a little bit and I'm just hope that it'll just make me more resilient as a player and mm. I I just want those opportunities to come along. I really, I, I want that opportunity to, which I thought ultimate goal would be, like an opportunity to just like show my talent and show like who I am. But it, it's like, why, why am I not, why are people, like, why? I don't understand. I don't get it. And when you do reach out to people and ask them what went wrong, you don't get a response. It's mm. like, what can I do? Like, I feel like just hit my head against the window. <laughs> Talking about oh my goal, um, I know we spoke about it earlier. We won't go into as much detail. Talk me through like the like the process of getting on there, like the application process. So um, I had a few people send me the link when they were um, looking for new people to come onto the series and few people sent me the application link. Um, so I was just like, oh, okay, why not? I literally did it within like half an hour. Like I just, they were just, they were just questions about like, if a movie could be wrote about your life, like what 
who would like what would the characters be what would the storyline be so I was just like like it's quite it was quite easy for me because I was just like well this is like me like it's not Mm. like it's not like an interview where you've kind of got a pretend to be well for me anyway it was it wasn't for me to pretend like I'm this great person it was just just like well this is who I am like this is where I'm at um and then I got a phone call from the producer and he was like oh um we got your application we really liked it just want to ask you a few more questions um I think it was just like a question about like me growing up and I, I guess they were probably just seeing like how ready you were for like being interviewed and things like that. Mm. Um, looking back on it, and yeah, so he was like, oh, "Okay, let me just go speak to other producers, and then I'll ring you back." Then he rang me back within like twenty minutes. Was like, "Oh, like we're pleased to say, like we want you to come onto the show." Um, I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, not really knowing what to expect, and then it was all quite last minute, really um in terms of from what I can remember I mean this was like back in early this year um but it was all very like last minute in terms of like when we were going getting tickets for like getting train tickets um Mm. because they had the new um location as well like we weren't told too much about like the producer told me on the phone like oh we're not doing it all at St George's Park this year because we felt like um, some of the girls last season like took it for granted. Um, so now we want like a house, and then mm. there's me thinking this is going to be like a lush apartment in <laughs> London. And then I remembered that I'm a female footballer, so the budget's not going to be that big. <laughs> so like, in terms of, did they? What, what about like the football side of it? Did they obviously like? Did you have to send in like highlights? Did you have to tell them the level you played at? Like when when was the first time they saw you play football? Yeah, yeah. So um, they did. There was like a, a thing at the end of the application that was like, um, insert your highlight reel here. Like obviously, I don't. I think it was just like you can if you want to, but they mm. were like, well, it will help your application, obviously. Um, so yeah, I just I've got a highlight reel on on YouTube. I mean, it's not amazing, but um, so yeah, I put that in. Um, but when we were actually on the show, you would have thought that they cared more about football than they actually did. Um, like for example, we'd we'd have to warm up like twice sometimes because they didn't get the right footage. And we were just like, uh, like one. It was was intense on our bodies anyway. Like we were playing football like day in, day out and like going inside, having a massive break for like an hour whilst they like pull players for interviews and stuff. Like there was periods of time like where we weren't doing anything. Um, And then we'd like be told like, oh, you've got 20 minutes to get ready and like be out onto the pitch and the the training sessions that we did were really good Zoe and um Bex they were amazing coaches like they're actually coaches and they're mm. um, like their quality was amazing and I obviously having Rachel to tap into her mind but I would have thought it would be a bit more what's the word I don't want to say like thought out because it clearly like in terms of the coaching 
especially for the outfielders, it was, but like getting us to warm up twice and like having us waiting around or coming out and then going back in and then being like, oh, okay, like we're not ready for you yet. Get changed again. Yeah, like it's not. <clears throat> the time it could athlete, have been better. It's not. A, it's that's not an ideal situation. Like you don't want to be doing that because that's so much strain on your body and also like that's sort of like the part and you, you, like we were saying, you probably like stuff like that. It's often you warm up against when you get the right shots. Mm. That's probably when you were like, like, this is a show. Like, I'm, yeah. like this isn't, I'm not just here for football. Like, this is a show. Yeah. And I just thought it would be a bit more like natural and a bit more like, oh, okay, like we'll, you know, you do this and we'll just like see what we can get from this. But it was like, mm no you do this or like for example on the first day one of the coaches came over to us to speak to us when we were all stood in a group and they were like oh can you have that conversation again because we didn't get that so then she had to go away and come back and have the same conversation and it was just like all these like tiny like little minute things it's like okay like you didn't get our conversation but do you really need footage of that yeah just getting us having another conversation or they're like oh that sounds really good can you say that again it's like no mm. takes you at the moment as well because it's like yeah. it's, it's done now <clears throat> and i'm like stood there like whilst people are like saying things again i'm like <laughs> <"Hey, job." laughs> cringing i know so but like I said before like the girls were unreal like it was so like i've never being so close with a group of girls so quickly and I think that obviously it did help with us like living together and the fact that we were all going through this experience ourselves like together mm. and we speak about like how how crazy it was um and how we were all just there to just play and enjoy football and we could talk to each other about football and when we were like playing games playing matches on training like when we were training and it was just love like I felt so at home I felt like I could really speak my mind I felt that I could like communicate with like my defense and it was just like it was beautiful like I felt so at ease and I felt like I was in a place with these girls that I just wouldn't be judged and that they really mm. did rate me as a footballer and I felt I felt wanted, I felt needed on the team by the girls. And it was just like absolutely lovely. So yeah. for you, would that be like minus the show, so minus all the cameras and stuff, that team, that group of girls, them coaches, that's that's the environment you want. Unreal, yeah. Unreal. If we were actually a team, we would be unreal. Like the talent that was there, like I had um, Abby, she was um, one of the defenders and sh she was just so good. And I would, I would say to her, like, I need you to do this. This is how we can get better as a team. And she'd be like, yeah, like, fine, like, I'll do that. Or I'm like, I need you to stand here on a goal kick because I'm going to play it to you and then we do it there. And it was just like, everyone just like took it on board and was like, yeah, cool. Like, I'll do that. There was no, like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, mm, mm, Sounds like, for me, like, hearing outside in, 
everyone was there for a purpose. Everyone knew their mm. purpose and everyone was there for one. It's not like a team where you got some people more serious than others, mm. where there's clicks and it's like, oh, like one person, you might be training bodies of temple, bro, and you've got someone who turns up like end slept, still, still drinking. You're like, bro, like, come on, like we're all trying to win here. Mm. But, but it sounds like in the environment there, that everyone was there for a purpose, which they were. Like, everyone wanted to like show as good as they were. And it's like, okay, we're here to play football. We're here to get better. Like we're here to show, show out. And yeah, it does sound like a wicked environment in terms of like the football inside. Um yeah. it was I'd lo- I'd love to all like get back together again and just just like play football. Like it was such a good, there was no egos, there was no we were all just there because we just, we love football and we just, we had that professional, well, we have that professional mindset. We have that elite, uh, yeah, that elite mindset of this is how we want to conduct ourselves. And it was just so nice to be around like, like-minded people. That was like a taste of what you wanted. Yeah. In and sections and bits. Yeah. At least you know, like... Away from me. (laughs) (laughs) At least you know, like, what what you want. Yeah. And, like, you've had the environment. As much as it's you've had it and it's gone, and now you're striving to get back to it. Like, imagine if you... And you... Imagine if you didn't know, and you're like, like, this environment's not working for me. I I need to find... And you're like, I don't really know what... But when you now find it again, I feel like you're going to, like, literally your first day, you're going to be like, yeah, this is it. I can, I can, I can taste it. Like, I know this is the one. That's true. That's true. Just want to be, like, the next, if I do go to, like, a bigger team, the next, like, I just want to be, I don't want to be part of all that, like, gossip or, oh, do you know, like, this player, like, I used to play with her, like, back in the day, and, you know, like, I don't really like her, and it's like, I just... I'm I just want to play football. That. Like, mm. yeah, like, I just want... Like, why can't we all just be, like... We're here to play, like, and be the best and, like, push mm. each other. Like, why does there need to be, like, gossipy about other players or... um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like... Ah, I don't like speaking like this because this is like it for me it just seems so negative like there's so many aspects about football that are just like amazing and beautiful and but then there's just the other side to football and which is like how I'm viewing it at the minute it's just mm. like this dark cloud over over football like I just don't see it with rose tinted glasses anymore and it's just ugh. I always think though like as much as you do feel like sometimes I talk, I'm like, oh, bro, I'm so negative all the time. <laughs> you need to, like, for your, you own, for your own sanity, yeah. for your own mental health, you can't just bottle it up. Like, you can't. Like, it's just no way. Mm. Like, you just get to, like, breaking point. You're like, yeah. bro, like, it's You'll hit the it's wall. You'll hit the now. wall. <laughs> yeah, so it's like... As well, like, I feel like I just don't want to speak too much about how I'm feeling because, one, like like people are just don't care or like they just haven't got time like people have got their own shit going on so it's like mm. why, why am I gonna speak about oh, I don't know and like when I do reach out to you know when I was talking about when I was at the club and I was like like you know 
this is how I'm feeling. Only, only the assistant manager actually, she messaged me one day and she was like, are you okay? Like you not, you don't look yourself. Mm. And she opened up a can of worms, but just for saying like, are you okay? Like that's sometimes she, all you need, isn't it? Just she supported me, but unfortunately, like there was still elements within that environment that was out of her control and she couldn't support me. To, like she could only do. She can offer you the support that you needed, essentially. And when I'm reaching out to other people and like, like this is how I'm feeling, and it just not being taken serious enough, and um, teams will say um, that they're they're there for you, they're here to support you, like we're all one together, and then I'm telling you, no, I don't feel like this. I don't feel part of it. I don't feel like I'm included. I don't feel like I can be myself. And then it's like we're all one we're mm. all a team we all get on they we're read from the script yeah it's very mm. very commercial like look at us this is this is the this is the headline this is what we've got to say sort of thing and you're like no but like it's like mcdonald's in it you just scratch yeah you just scratch like the, people working for mcdonald's it's not, it's not all like that i've heard horror stories but like they always got those bright banners saying work for us be a team and they're like i haven't heard you treat them like teams i, I used to work at mcdonald's and i'll tell you yeah, that the hardest uh... job i've ever had in my whole life yeah i've never worked so hard in my whole entire life my mom used to work at mackey's she used to be a cleaner and all my days like that woman would put a shift in for for nothing like yeah man like work at mackey's work hard yep I just come back and like close to do chips. My like, I used to burn all my hands. Oh my god! And like obviously no like, oil, it blisters them in it. Bro, like honestly, it was the worst thing. It was like four pound thirty an hour. I was like, Ooh. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, four, what was on four pound thirty five an hour? And I used to do like a Saturday and like a Sunday, and then week midweek. But like six hour shifts, four pounds. What's four times six? I'm not gonna do that. I thought worse. 24 now. Yeah, but like do you know what I mean? I used to get like 70 pounds. And I used to I used to like you get paid like I'd get like I'd work three days a week, three, four days a week and get like yeah. 70 pounds. Oh. And that was just like it was when I was on the sixth form, so I was like, oh cool. Yeah, yeah. like you feel but, like you do the most for like these jobs because they're like, yeah. they're like the first ever jobs you have, and then you look back, it's like, why? Yeah, why yeah. were we doing so much? It was hard, man. Like the hardest job I've ever had. You know what's, what's actually? What's what's everyone's worst job that you've ever had? Matalan. <laughs> Matalan. What's oh. that? The carpets. No, Matalan's like the this the clothes. I swear, Matalan. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, got some. I thought that they did like, like carpets and sofas <laughs> and stuff. Carpet, right. <laughs> I don't even know why it's like shoes. Oh, yeah. I don't know why it's still open. There's so much. <laughs> Money laundering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like WH like Smith. <laughs> it, it's weird. There's some conspiracies going mm. on. But, um, they used to, they, so they didn't have commercial rights to like the radio or whatever to play in store. So they used to have the the same track over and over. But it's not like, it's not any artists or it's just like, I don't know, what's your, you guys are YouTube people, aren't you? So, <laughs> general commercial music yeah, sort of thing. Like yeah. free stuff that you can use like yeah. 
oh my god and that used to be on all the time and then like you were treated like this is like the best place on earth this is mm. you work hard you are you know I, I think I must have been on like something ridiculous an hour <laughs> and people have to bring in their Matalan cards and if they don't bring so at, at the till if they don't have their Matalan card with them this card does nothing they don't even get discounts. They don't even get like this card is just a card. Mm. They have to have it. And if they don't, it was called like um, a bypass. And if you had like, say, like five bypasses in a shift, you'd get brought into the office and given like a formal warning. But you, you'd get bypass. You'd get it. So, so we'd get. So if we served someone and they. <laughs> Matterland card that would be classed as a bypass uh, or something and then it's like if you ha- if you clocked up so many in a shift you would get like taken to the office and being like bro I'd be like I'm not going on tills I'm like yeah. I'm, on my fourth, yeah. I'm on my fourth bar <laughs> bypass today I can't like it. it used to be these customers that you'd come along and you'd be like oh like uh, like you'd take, serve you you'd take so long with the customer before so that they'd so go they'd dip up but it, it was, but like, I was just, ah, oh, and you're working with like 40 year old women that are still. That's their life. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like this little child, like folding clothes and you're just like mm. letting people speak to you like shit. No, it's, like, nah, it's so nuts, isn't it? Like I, I look back now at my old jobs and think like, oh, I had one bro, bro, what was I doing? she um i think i was i must be like 16 you know and this was christmas time so like a bit busy in retail and um, <laughs> she come to the she come to the till she brought all these like um delicate ornaments for christmas and i was like wrapping them up but i couldn't really do it properly and then i said to her like oh do you need a bag and we have to ask do you want a bag because you have to pay for the bag um all my life I've been coming to Matalan for five years and I've never been asked whether I need a bag before. And I'm just like... What, what and she was, she was annoyed about that? Yeah, and, like, I was there and having to wrap her special Christmas ornaments and she was just being, like, particular about it and she ended up, like... She was with her husband and she just, like she was really like passive aggressive and she ended up just like walking off and it was just really awkward because I was just like, what have Let's I done? Don't forget your bag. <laughs> just like, oh yeah. So and awesome. just, you shop at Matalan, you are a weirdo. <laughs> no offense to anyone that shops you just, at Matalan. You just, told us. you just told us. <laughs> Keep yeah. shining kings and queens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Right, I'm going to end it there before you, you say something more <laughs> mental. Right, Beth, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And, uh, best of luck for the future. I can't believe we're ending it so soon. There'll be part two and a part three. <laughs>